Hey, this is Andrea Olson, and you're listening to the More of What Matters podcast, inspiring conversations designed to ignite your curiosity. Let's get started. Hello, friend. I am so excited for this episode. We're going to dive right in. I invited my best friend, Margaret Abbott, best friend since the fourth grade, to join us for this episode. We're going to tackle a question that I think a lot of women have and don't know how to ask. How do you forge quality, lifelong female friendships? What does that look like? What are some things that we can learn from those who have? And we're going to dive into our own experience with this and tackle some of those important life lessons. Can't wait for you to listen. All right. I am so, I'm so honored to actually bring this conversation to you today because this is something that I think has been in the works since the fourth grade. If I'm, if I'm being completely honest with you today, the guest I have on is my nearest and dearest soul sister, Margaret Abbott. We have been friends. We we always go back to this moment. We were both new in the fourth grade at Hoover Elementary, mm-hmm. and then life started to happen. We oh, connected, yeah. and there was no going back. What is your memory of that? Like just thinking about it now. Well, you know, when you're new to a school, I think, especially as an elementary aged kid, you're really nervous and. I think I just immediately noticed that I had a friend in you. Like, I think I I just had an instant kind of like, oh, good, this is a safe friend. And we just kind of fell in step. It doesn't take much at that age, does it? To just Mm -hmm. kind of be like, you want to eat lunch together? Like, let's sit together in the cafeteria. Okay, we're good. And and then we just did. And we played wall ball against each other. And we, um, you know, we're in the same little reading groups. And and then we evolved into playdates and and such um, until you moved away in at the end of seventh grade. And it was like, it was drama. It was like the, the, probably the first heartbreak I'd ever experienced because I thought, how, how, um, how will I go on without my buddy? Like, this is my person who's always been on my right hand. And we'd always been literally doing everything together. What does that look like now? And I was devastated as were you. Mm -hmm. It's weird when you just said that about first heartbreak, I didn't Mm -hmm. actually have that realization until you just said it you for sure were my first heartbreak. And yet it was this friendship, which didn't actually sever. (laughs) It, it really grew from that point forward, but in a totally different way. And we wouldn't have known then. That's why it felt like such an ending. It was like, how will life be after this? Mm -hmm. It was such an ending. Mm -hmm. Just to give some preface for those who don't know, my family relocated across the country at that point, which at that time was an enormous thing because there was no social media. There was, yeah, none of the platforms that you would rely on today to see somebody if you don't live local to them. So we immediately went to being pen pals. Oh yeah. I have your zip code memorized (laughs) to this day. To this day, I know your zip code and probably even your address and your street. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And like those Sunday long distance time, it's like where we could talk on the phone for 20 minutes and set a timer. <laughs> and our parents were like, you have 20 minutes. Go Get use your long distance minutes. <laughs> it's really crazy thinking back. So we're going to dive into the topic. I asked Margaret to join me for this podcast because really she's been 
such a behind the scenes supporter of this podcast idea and the culmination of it for years. And we, we want to dive into some lessons that we've learned from forging long lasting female friendship. We are certainly by no means experts on the topic of friendship. I think we, we even have a shared goal of making sure that's clear because friendship isn't like a destination, right? It's just another lifelong relationship that you have to continually get better at, learn from, reflect on. So that's our goal is to have a reflection of, we kind of boiled it down to the three lessons that we've learned so far in forging lifelong female friendship. Do you have anything you want to add to that before we dive in? Yeah, I just, I completely agree. Our friendship now has lasted decades. So in reflection, I've learned so much more things that we did intentionally and things that, that happened. And it, it's, I'm, I'm excited to chat about this topic. Yeah, me too. Okay. So the first of the three, and there's some like depth that we're covering within each, I'll kick us off. So holding space for understanding and respect and really always assuming the best in each other. Okay. There's so many directions to go with this you and I were talking, this is one of the first areas you brought up, which I think is so, so useful. Um, What is your perspective of this? Well, so I think it's in, let's see if I can say it the way I want to. In in any friendship, there's going to be things that bond you and there are going to be differences because you're different people. Um, You have different backgrounds, you have different worldviews because our friendships band kind of growing through adolescence into adulthood, into now parenthood. There are so many different ways that you evolve as a person. There were certain topics that in different seasons of our friendship, we just steered clear from. We just didn't put things on the table for discussion because we knew we, we probably disagreed and it was not what our friendship hinged on. And if we did, this was no topic was ever off limits. Cause if we ever did want to say, Hey, I really want to chat with you about this, or I want your perspective on that. We would always have held space for one another with like a very honest and um, respectful curiosity. But again, with never the intent to change anyone's mind. And especially nowadays, I see that there's, this is a really hard thing for people to hold that space. Like you said, always assuming the best in one another with so much that could divide us right now. Um, so many different sides of, of issues and topics that we could land on. Your commonality may not be those things. So what is it that holds your friendship together? If, if, you know, how can you mutually respect one another and where you come from as you evolve? Because those those things can change as well. And I think what you always did so nicely for me is that you always came to a conversation about these topics with questions that really made me feel, and I know it was genuine, that you really wanted to understand. Like, tell me more about how you feel about this. And especially if you might've assumed I did feel differently about it. I mean, especially thinking our friendship started in fourth grade. We certainly didn't know the adults we'd become someday, right? Like we were still the very beginning of the formative years and then bridging this into adolescence, young adults, now, you know, married and kids. And that, that has to span a lot of lessons learned and growth. But to realize, like, you were always coming to conversations genuinely wanting to hear my perspective and never assuming we would disagree, truly coming from, I want to fully know you. And to be fully known is 
is a gift in itself. I don't think, I don't think I realized that until not having it with all my friends, you know? And I think that's a really interesting realization. You sometimes realize what's special about a relationship by having letdowns in other parts of your life and seeing that what you didn't know is so special really is so special and it's worth protecting. So when you have that kind of relationship around you and you can have many people that do this for you, I, I, I do, I know you do. It's so worth protecting that because it's not common. Uh, so when you think of the things that we might've been feeling differently on, what do you have in terms of insight around how to navigate what could be insecurities, fears, vulnerabilities? Do you have any tips around that? Cause you do it really, really well. Oh, well, thanks. Um, so I think faith is a good one to talk about when, when we talk about what we may have differed on in different seasons of our life, because, um, we were both raised Christian, but I don't, I know that's not what our friendship was built on when we, when we had those beginning foundational years of our friendship. Um, and my relationship with, with my faith has been meandering to say the best. So there, there have been so many parts of my life where I, um, I didn't feel like I was a good enough Christian. I wasn't, I was measuring myself against, against you sometimes of like, she is so strong in her faith. And this would be my projection because it was about my insecurity. She is so strong. She is so sure of herself. How does she not have these doubts and fears, which I'm sure you were having like, but I projected that I wasn't, I, I put myself in a deficit. And so then I would think, Oh, you know what? Andrea would never tell me that I'm not a good enough Christian. She's not putting me in a deficit. I'm doing this to myself. This is about my journey and my relationship with my faith. And you were always there to hold space for me as I, you know, and that's a great example because your faith is going to change from the time you're in fourth grade to the time you're in your thirties. It's just true. Um, so that's, you know, knowing that you never, um, you never put me down in the ways that I was afraid that perhaps I wouldn't measure up. So I think that's what we can do for our friends is that if we're in a season where there might be something that is not common, we don't have the same, the same things are not true that used to be at some other season of our friendship or a big gap is going between time that we used to, we used to talk every day. Now we're talking every week. We used to talk every week. Now we only talk every month. And man, the things I thought we had in common, we, I feel like we maybe don't anymore. Allowing that, that gap to have space for that time and to give it grace I knew that I could pick up the phone and call you anytime, but there were seasons of our friendship where there were gaps for self-growth and we were always doing that with love for one another, mm -hmm. not with distance and pushing away, but with a, I can tell that she's going through her own stuff right now. I'm going through my own stuff right now. I know she loves me. I love her. If I needed her, I'd call and she'd answer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we can do for one another is just assume positive intent and hold space for one another as we grow and evolve because we're always we're always growing. And sometimes that means we might grow apart, but not if we don't let it. Yeah. Well, that goes right into number two. Do you want to tackle that one? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this is great. I didn't think about this um, until you had recently mentioned there was a play that we both were going out for. Um, seventh grade, we were both auditioning for the role of Mary in The Secret Garden. It was Mary, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal, um, you know, in middle school and just all of the feelings. Um, and you got the part and I didn't. 
And when you brought up this as an example of a way that we can let our friends spread their ring, wings and grow, this would be the, that second lesson. Let, let your friends grow, evolve, spread their wings and grow into who they're meant to be without an underlying level of jealousy or comparison, but with genuine like love and excitement for that person. As a teenager to have wanted something that we both one could have it and the other one couldn't. This wasn't like sharing. We all can win when we all can win. This was like one gets it, one didn't. I remember being absolutely devastated by that decision that the director made. I'm completely understanding because in truth, you were right for the part. And and so then I knew just like, this is my time to make sure that she gets center stage. I am a supporting friend in this, in this role I can do. And so I think there's going to always be those times in friendships where maybe it's something literal, like literally one person gets the part and the other one doesn't where I did not try to steal your spotlight because it was your time. And it was hard because it's not like I was in my height of maturity either in that season. So um, I know I have many journal entries of how um, jealous I was. I was jealous. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a special angel person who doesn't get jealous. I, but I didn't steal your excitement with my feelings of my own jealousy for myself. Um, and so that was, that's the second life lesson that we're just feeling in reflection. Let your friends spread their wings and grow. Mm-hmm. Feel that evolution. Well, and I remember, you know, in those early years of developing a friendship, you had lived in this community for so long and I was new to the community. So I had some definite feelings of being a little bit out of place in places that you had an extreme comfort level. I remember thinking I can either try to make our friendship so special that she doesn't need those friends anymore, which is crazy as a young person, you think these things, or I can just embrace that she has all these parts of her, you know, you love running and you were really into soccer, all things that I could care less about really, you know, in terms of me. And I was so excited for you in the areas you were excelling at a time where I wasn't doing any of those things. And those friendships that you had that I could have been really jealous of, I remember thinking those friendships make her more of who she is. And I love that I don't have to compete with that. And, and I think that's, I think that's hard for women. I, I see that still is as an adult, I see women being threatened by that kind of thing. Um, the comparison of who's better friends. And I just, I think that can all be avoided by choice. It, it's definitely something you have to choose though, because friendships are going to be different. They're never going to be identical to one another. You're going to have backstories and little memories that aren't always shared among other people. And so you, you do have to be conscious. They're not going to ever be identical, but it's a choice to feel threatened. It's a choice to compare. And I love that our parents, our, our moms really modeled that for us. I, I saw that firsthand, um, especially with what you shared. I know that your mom modeled that for you to not be threatened or uh, fall into comparison with me but to use it as an opportunity to just grow in depth. Yeah. She always made sure that I knew that everyone has a beautiful light within them and it does nothing to dull, to dull yours. 
when someone else is shining bright, you want to just be like, wow, how cool is that light? Like, I want to be a part of that instead of feeling like, man, her light's brighter than mine. So that's definitely something I know my mom, um, intentionally made sure that was a lesson that she was teaching me as a, as a woman, as a female in friendships, and also just as a mentor and a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I, you know, when, when I think of all the different transitions that all of us go through, but I especially think when, when we moved cross country and then every chapter since, you know, we both went to different colleges, we both moved to different places after college. Like none of our life has really been in the same pattern it once was when we first became friends. So basically all of our life has been about transitions Something I would reflectively share that helped stay close during those times is that during any life transition, we kept talking and walked through them together. You know, even if we weren't talking all the time, we would still share like the little moments. Like I remember sharing things that were like, you know, the little things going on in my life. It brought this sense of closeness when we couldn't see one another all the time. I, I tell that to people who are like, at a distance, you know, how can you stay close? You share the things that are kind of really important in your day-to-day -day life. Like we talk about like our favorite coffee order right now or whatever. We don't see each other, but I like to know what your coffee order is, that yeah. kind of thing. You know, and it, it sounds silly, but it's actually the things that make you feel a closeness with somebody. Right. Well, thank goodness for the dawn of social media also, because you remember those um, AOL instant messenger was like made for us basically, you know, <laughs> so you move away. We've got AOL, um, you know, and our funny little handles we've chosen. Remember those surveys they used to send yeah. out? It was like, <laughs> what's in your CD player right now? Like I remember desperately wanting to know that about you because that would have mm -hmm. been something I would have known. I would have mm -hmm. known what shoes you would have preferred for what activity. Like <laughs> I would have known oh what gosh. your CD player had on repeat. And we, I loved those little silly surveys they would say and then you had to share it again right? uh -huh. or else yes you'd be cursed or something yes, that's so <laughs> chain, interesting chain messages or whatever they yeah. were yeah <laughs> oh that's so funny okay I didn't even remember that until you just said it and now I'm like oh yeah I was always hoping that you would fill that out and that I could read it because You're it was the kind only of one like I wanted to read <laughs> it's kind of like reading someone's diary and that is true I think that best friends, there's this level of deciding you're going to let them read a little bit further into their story. You know, it's a very purposeful choosing of that because it's so easy to just put up a, a wall with most people we do. You know, there's just a comfort level of I'll share this much because it feels good. It feels natural, but sharing more is going to be uh, not totally sure. And that's where that fear of judgment often kicks in. But we had to decide because we weren't going to be near each other. And I think a lot of grown like adult friendships, you have to choose that because your life can exist without people in it pretty easily these days. You can just go about living, you know, and, and move on. And it's a choice. So letting right. somebody I don't think in. we've lived in the same time zone ever since like seventh grade. So right. it, it's, you have to really be intentional and those gaps that we, in the natural cadence of our friendship and how often we stayed in touch would change. I do remember being really desperately afraid that you were going to find another friend who replaced me. Mm -hmm. So again, if you, if you reflect on what that is about, that was about my fear. That wasn't about anything you were doing. So when you can be really honest with your friend and say like, Hey, I see that you met a new friend. I'm so excited for you. I bet this is really a fun time for you to have new friends in this new college town instead of who is she? <laughs> yeah. That always goes Did over. Did you know what's well. on your CD player on repeat? Because I do. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, that's it. but I do remember having, I was afraid that all the effort I'd put into our friendship and all the love I had for you would somehow get, get down the drain somehow that something would happen and that we would not be able to be friends anymore. Um, so it does take, it takes nurturing a friendship. I couldn't have been doing nothing and right. hoped that you would have still held space for me, but there are going to be natural gaps in your communication. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes, we should probably say this because I know I've thought this many times. There are evolutions of friendships where people come into your life. They're in there for a season and it, it may not be that you're intended to be in their life for longer than a season either. Right. So it, it goes both ways. It's not a, it's not how good of a person are they or what did they do or not do? I really believe that. I think people are, are in bridge type roles sometimes for a season or for things that are going on, um, a closeness that you have because of a shared experience, but it doesn't necessarily live on forever in the form of a kindred friendship. So I think that's important to say because it doesn't mean there's been some sort of damage done or something that had to happen to break apart a friendship. Do you agree? Did you experience that too? Yeah, I've had I've had friendship breakups and you almost wish there was something that happened. You almost wish like somebody got cheated on, like you could be really mm -hmm. mad. Um, but it does, it just kind of fades away sometimes. And then sometimes it's mutual. And then other times you feel really broken up with. And that can be really hurtful. I know I'm sure I'm not the only woman who's mm -hmm. experienced a friendship breakup. I know you have. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's almost harder mm -hmm. than a relationship that's intimate in some ways because there is no one to blame. You want to be, but you really just want that person back in your life. <laughs> Couldn't it be yeah. the way it used to be? But it can't be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think in the sense of a relationship where you're maybe dating someone or in this serious, significant other relationship, there's always this feeling of, well, what's the next step? With female friendship, like the next step isn't always clear because you're you're really just in it for the long haul. I mean, that's how I view our friendship, the way it's evolved. It's like, I can't wait to be a part of each other's life through all the seasons ahead, but there's not a finish line to this friendship. There's, there's none of that. And so it does mean you have to be, I, I think, very intentional about communicating what's happening in each of your lives. It's not, it's not going to be obvious to the other person at all times, even if you did see the person every day, right? I think mm -hmm. you can almost take advantage and take for granted what you think you know. Um, and we didn't have that because we were never in the same city after seventh grade. But I do, I do think that's an important piece of all of it. Oh, social media can muddy it. it all up. Yes, absolutely. Because oh, you can yeah. think you know what's going on in somebody's life and feel like mm -hmm. you're really keeping up with them, but you're only yeah. getting to see the highlight reel, which if you didn't know the backstory of what was happening that morning or what was happening mm -hmm. behind the picture, there's a lot of emotions that get left out of those little snapshots and yeah. a lot of effort put into different situations that you didn't know anything about. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go right to number three. We've touched on it a few times because I feel like it's woven into our story so significantly, but the third is choosing the friendship and making time for it to deepen. Basically, showing up for the moments that are going to matter the most for the other person. And then when seasons are tough, being there the most, I, you know, I, I always think back to a time where you know, I was going through a significant breakup and 
You didn't live here, obviously, but you were the person I talked to the most about it. And how interesting that you never lived in the same town with me. I, I know we had the same experience on your side too. And yet you knew the most about the feelings, the the disappointment, the sadness, the frustration. And that's because you knew it was the season I needed you the most. It was the paying attention to what the other person's needs were in a time where they really needed it. And yeah. I mean, you knew the little things and you knew the big things. Right. Sometimes it was a gift to not know the person directly. Right? <laughs> well, first of all, if I was in the same town, I probably would have beat him up or something. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, For I mean, sure. re- being there in the times that it matters most. And you and I have been, we've set alarms on each other, on our phones to, to pray at a certain time. We know when the big meetings are happening and when the big conversations with people are happening. Um, when we've gone into labor, you know, mm-hmm. I remember you were going into labor with your first and I was so worried because I was about to be out of cell service on a fishing <laughs> trip. And I was almost like I telling my boyfriend, like, I, I can't go. Like, I really yeah. need to stay by my phone right now. And he was looking at yeah. me like, what are you talking about? Like, we're just going to be in spotty service for a while. I was like, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I really I need know. to know right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's so funny because it's not like we were anywhere near one another, but that it was just the thought of not being able to be connected. But I mean, you have those friendships that like, and this is that friendship where I'm going to text you or I'm going to call you and you call me mm-hmm. and you say exactly what I was about to say to you. Or, you know, I get, I open the mail and you've sent me a card that says exactly what I said to you that morning. Or, you know, it's just that kind of soul sister connection doesn't happen by pure, I don't believe accident at all. I think you forge depth and you, you're part of the relationship mm-hmm. to, to build that. And so never taking it for granted because friends aren't replaceable like that. I think that's a, a thing I, I learned more in adulthood. Um, you can't just go and copy paste a friendship somewhere else. You have too much um, behind the scenes in that relationship to do that. So while you have to cultivate it, you also don't want to ever assume all friendships would be identical and put that kind of pressure on a new friendship because that wouldn't be healthy either. Or put pressure on them to evolve at a certain rate. I mean, we've had years of friendship. Our, our friendship's built over a million tiny moments and a million huge moments. We we, can, we don't have two-day delivery on a new best friend. That's not a thing. And we But we hope so. We have one play date with this really cool mom that like we really hope will text us. You have to be the one sometimes that like really puts yourself out there. And I think when we choose the, the friends that we're really excited about, we're excited to know more about them. We're curious about them. We have to actually make the time to not cancel last minute, to do the inviting when you're the one who wants to be invited. I had those feelings so often, especially in early adulthood of like, everyone's hanging out without me. I'm sure of it. And I wanted to be invited. And it would have been cool if I just showed up, but like, I wanted to be personally invited. And now I'm like, because I had that desperate call to be invited, I get to just be the inviter. I'm just going to do the inviting. I know what it feels like to have someone be really excited about your presence and light up when they see you. I'm so glad you made it. Just be that person for someone. But do it over and over and over again and keep showing up. It doesn't mean that you're letting your, you know, you're not losing anything by pouring into new friendships and some will go the distance and some won't, but either way you spread some joy. Yeah. Well, gosh, I could go on and on. We're not going to talk about this topic forever. We'll be back for other episodes we'll where we tackle you and different, my yeah. <laughs> you and I will, uh, but we'll tackle different topics because 
we come about things differently. And I think that's a really good, I think there needs to be probably more of that in the world to share a little bit more of, of the differences and yet the connection, the grace filled in between that can exist when you love someone and you may not always land exactly in the same place. Um, thank you for, for sharing all that. And is there anything you want to end on? No, just that I could talk like this with you every day. What a oh, gift good. this was to get to <laughs> chat with you and hear your voice. And I'm always uplifted when we have conversations. It's how I know that you're a special friend in my heart is always more full when I talk to you. Hmm. That's a good signal of a, of a friendship. So your, your thing after you listen to this podcast is I want you to connect with the person who you immediately thought of after you listened to this conversation. If there's a friendship like that for you in your life, I want you to share this with them, but also just tell them what makes it that for you and let them know how special they are. Not enough of that. Definitely not enough of that. Yeah. Thank you for being on more of what matters. I love you. Love you. I'm sure you can tell how special that relationship is to me. And I think it also gives you a little bit of a glimpse into the ways in which I've been supported in female friendship over the years. I have many friends that heard the level and quality of the conversation you just heard from Margaret. And I can't wait to feature them because there's so many amazing topics to tackle. This is a very special friendship. And I'm sure if you are a woman who has lived any length of time, you know how challenging finding a soul sister like that can be. And maybe you still don't feel like you have. You're not alone. Adulthood as a woman and as a mom, as a wife, as a working professional, it can be lonely. And friendship is not always the number one priority because there are other things going on in your life. And I just want to show support for you in that because I know it is not simple. In fact, I think as an adult, it's very challenging to find friends like that. So we'll talk more about other ways to build relationships as you enter these different seasons of life. I think it's a conversation worth having, and I think there's so many ways we can tackle it. I hope you'll join me for future episodes. Subscribe, rate, review. I love hearing from you. And thank you so much for making time for more of what matters.